Can they love like Jesus? We love because he first loved us. God's love is unconditional. God's love is sacrificial. God's love is selfless. And they can't love you like God if they haven't felt God's love themselves. And if you want certain relationships to last long, make sure Jesus is in the center of it all. Because God is love. Love gives. Lust takes. Love, it helps. It heals. Lust hurts. Love, it adds good things into your life. Lust tries to subtract and take the good things away from you in your life. And the question is, did y'all really fall in love or did y'all fall in lust? Love is not love. God is love. We're called to love the Lord God with all thy heart, all thy might, all thy soul, all thy strength. And that love hit different when they love like Jesus. Welcome, y'all. God bless you. Welcome to another episode in the podcast. And today, the question is, can they love like Jesus? Can they love like Jesus? Because if they haven't experienced God's love, how can they love like Jesus? And a lot of people, they go looking while they're adults for love in the bedroom Because when they were younger, they didn't find love in the living room from the parents. So there's this void that a lot of people are trying to fill. And it's coming from a place of wanting and needing a love that they think that man can fill. But only God. You got people having to join certain cliques, groups, be a part of movements that accept them, but they don't accept who God created them to be. And we got people chasing certain things because of the void that needs to be filled and only Jesus can fulfill that void. And I get it, feeling broken, feeling hurt, feeling like you've never gotten love that the way that you deserve as a child of God. As a human being created by a creator and growing up, you've gotten mentally or physically abused. And now you're at this point where you're searching, you're searching. And a lot of people go through this. And this is how dysfunction gets birth. Can they love like Jesus? I've seen people, they've really got, gotten in relationships with others because They thought they loved them. Like I've seen it to the point where you get people that are hurting them. Like they're hurting them and at the same time they're saying, I love you. And the question is, do they really love you? Like it's like I love you but I'm hurting you. That's not love. Especially the love that God shows us towards others. And even myself, I have gone through a lot in my life to really understand what it truly means to love like Jesus, to be loved by God, you know, to be fully known and loved by Him. It's such a beautiful thing. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You are getting into a point in your life where you finally felt His love. And the Bible talks about it's it's this agape love. So there's times in the Word of God where you're going to see the word love. And in Greek, it means agape, right? Agape is that sacrificial love. 
It's that unconditional love. And when we talk about unconditional love, it means that no matter what you do, God will always love you. He'll always love you. There's no condition. There's no prerequisite of what you need to do for him to love you. He loves you. That's God's love. Unconditional. And you'll see people that will not come to Christ or will not want to know God because of what they've heard, right? Like, I got to be perfect before I come to him. I got to be perfect before he accepts me. And there's this guilt. There's this shame on their life of why they can't come before a perfect God, an imperfect person that stands before a perfect God. You have people that need to get their life, quote unquote, perfect before they step into church because they think they have it. They need to have it all put together. They got to be perfect before they come before a perfect God. But God is looking for those ones that are broken, that are imperfect because we are. It's because of this sin that so easily ensnares us. It's imperfect people worshiping a perfect God. And God is not looking for perfect. He's looking for people that are willing to progress. He's looking for people that are willing to chase after his heart because he will transform you from the inside out. In fact, we did a whole series talking about the heart and it is the Holy Spirit who has been poured out abundantly over our heart in abundance. There's no lack of that. There's no lack of God's love. And the question is, are we willing and, and ready to remove the, the shame, the guilt, just so we can get positioned into a place where it's like, Lord, I surrender it all to you. Everything, my past, my pain, I might have been fighting God through it all. And no matter what you go through, no matter what you do, God will continue to love you. And the question is, as we opened up this, this pod, the statement was, can they love like Jesus? Can they love like Jesus? Now, let's not get love and lust mixed up. Love gives. Lust takes. Love, it helps. It heals. Lust hurts. Okay? Love's, love, it adds good things into your life. Lust tries to subtract and take the good things away from you in your life. And the question is, did y'all really fall in love or did y'all fall in lust? They say love at first sight. What if it was lust at first sight? Because your flesh can be talking and it could be the lust of the flesh. Like you guys only got attracted to one another because of the lust you had. Y'all were good looking, but deep down y'all were broken and your brokenness and your dysfunction because y'all haven't healed as individuals allowed your dysfunctions to be compatible with one another. Did you really love one another or is it lusting? after one another. And it's knowing the difference. It's really discerning the difference because our emotions can play tricks on us. Our emotions can also get us to think that it's coming from the Holy Spirit or it's sent from God. You can't control emotions and that's being soul led. We want to be spirit led. We want to be connected because of the spirit 
not because of our soul, which is attached to our emotions. Soul is the mind, the will, the emotions. And sometimes your mind can play tricks on you because of the lies that you have received, because of the thoughts that are coming into your mind. That's why the Bible tells us, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, to take every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Hey, God bless you. This video is sponsored by us here at Simply Uncaged Gifts. And today, I'm just gonna be talking about our merch. We do high quality print in-house. This is our forgiven drop. We also have high quality t-shirts as well. If you guys wanna go ahead and purchase support, I'll make sure the link is down below. We're doing collections, drops, and we wanna be able to spread the message of Christ and what he's done in our lives. Best way to evangelize. Thank you so much for supporting. Links are below. Let's get back into the video. God bless you. Can they love like Jesus. And if they haven't encountered Jesus or felt God's love, how can they love like God and give that to you? This is so deep, y'all, because I had to go through a process. I did. And I didn't know there was things I needed to heal from. I didn't know that there was things I need to let go of. I didn't know that there was things that I was operating off of. I'm, I'm always a positive person. Growing up, I was a positive person. And then I realized when I came to Christ and I, I read the Word of God and I've started to understand the Bible just a little bit more, I realized there were things in my life that I needed to be set free from. There were people I needed to truly forgive. There were things that I needed to release that probably lingered throughout my childhood. Christ sets us free. He's the one that delivers. He's the one that heals. And I never want to lead while I bleed. I never want to be bleeding on people because of the wound and the pain and the hurt from my past. I want to be able to heal from that wound and once it becomes a scar, it can finally become a testimony to glorify God because, hey, bro, I've been through that. Hey, sis, I've been through that. Brother, sister in Christ, I want to be able to glorify God with my testimony, knowing that the past is covered by the blood, but I can use it to exalt God and glorify him because of what I've been through. Like, I'm no longer the same. Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take over. Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me. And I wanted to go deep into this because I opened up with a question, can they love like Jesus? Can they love like Jesus? We're going to go into a part of scripture, John 21. I got my Bible right here. And this is already when Jesus, he got resurrected, okay? He died on the cross, got buried, resurrected, right? broke through the grave and he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And by this time, the disciples are feeling like they're back at square one. Like they talked with Jesus. They walked with Jesus. They experienced Jesus. They were able to experience his miracles, the signs and the wonders. And here they are back at square one where they're fishing for food. This is breakfast at the sea. And then they have an encounter with Jesus himself. And they didn't even know it was Jesus when he first checked this out. Um, it says this in John 21. This is Peter in verse 3. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. 
Then they said to him, We are going with you also. Then they went out immediately and got into the boat, and that, that night they caught nothing. It's kind of square one where Peter was, right? When he, before he initially went Jesus, he went, he went out fishing. He toiled all night and caught nothing until he met Jesus. Verse 4, But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They heard Jesus, but they didn't recognize it was Jesus. Then they answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw in it because of the multitude of fish. Therefore, the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. I always thought this was interesting. The disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. And it was only him that recognized that it was Christ. None of the other disciples did. Peter recognized it. And when Peter heard, he went and he plunged into the sea to go see Jesus. Now, I'm going to skip over to verse 15 because this is, this is so important. It says, and this is the encounter with Jesus and Peter, and Jesus is speaking to Peter. And here's what's happening. In verse 15, John 21, 15, So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? More than these. He said to Jesus, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. And he said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. It's amazing because Jesus is asking Peter three times if he loves him. And right before this, if you guys know the, the Bible, it was clear. Jesus pretty much said, hey, Peter, this was a few chapters prior. He said, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter's like, no, I'm not going to deny you. And then when Jesus is getting taken to the cross, Peter denies Jesus three times. The rooster crows, and he, one of the people he denies himself to, uh, before, before is a little girl. This is Peter before he got filled up with the Holy Spirit. And he felt you could tell he felt some guilt. He felt some shame at that moment. And scholars and, and people, you know, as they read this, they think in John 21, he's asking him this three times because Jesus said, you're going to deny me. He says, no, I won't. He denies him. And then here he is, right, three times. Here he is asking him, Peter, do you love me three times? After all is said and done, after he conquers death, hell, and the grave, gets crucified right on that cross, dies, resurrects, and here he is in his glorified body. Well, that's what we, we believe, right? Because he, he, he just he comes in, he reveals himself to them. But here's what I love. Jesus is asking him three times, do you love me? Every time he asks if you love me, he has a response after Peter reassures him and says, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then he says this the first time. He says, Feed my lambs. The second time, he says, Tend my sheep. And then the third time, he says, Feed my sheep. He gives this instruction to Peter. 
right? As he's he's revealing himself to them again right before every right before the, the time in the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit comes. And he's asking him three times, Do you love me? Now, the first time he asked in verse 15, John 21, 15, he says, Peter, do you love me? Simon and Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. This first time he asked, Do you love me? That Greek word when Jesus is asking him, Do you love me? is the agape love. Agape love. And that's the sacrificial love. The second time he asked, Do you love me? The same Greek word, which is agape. This is agape love. And then he responds and says, Okay, tend my sheep. But the third time that Jesus asks him, when he says, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? That word love is phileo, which means a friendly love. Okay, this is a friendly love. And I'll talk about this here on the pod. We'll, we'll talk about the four types of love. But I think it's so interesting how Jesus is asking him three times, twice agape, the third time phileo. And as Peter is reassuring him, he says and gives Peter three different instructions. First time he says, feed my lambs. When you're spiritually, to be able to feed God's sheep and lambs are baby, is to, to feed his sheep with his word. Shepherds are called to feed the sheep and protect the sheep with his word. Feed the babes, feed the lambs. Then the second time he says, tend the sheep, protect my sheep, watch over my sheep. Sheep are adults, grown the third time, then he says, feed my sheep. So don't just protect them and cover them from the wiles of the devil, the evils that is going out there, the wolves that come in, but continue to feed them and nurture them. Up. And when you get fed, it means you're growing. You're getting developed. And your ability to become mature going from a lamb to a sheep. So God has a desire for us to grow. God has a desire for us to mature. God has a desire for us to develop. And he gives Peter these instructions after Peter reassures that he loves Jesus and Jesus asks him, do you love me? If you love God, to love thy Lord God, Matthew twenty two thirty seven, to love thy Lord God with all thy heart, all thy might, all thy strength, all thy soul. They ask him, what is the greatest commandment? And he gives this as the greatest commandment when they ask Jesus this, to love thy Lord God with all thy heart, all thy might, all thy strength, and all thy soul. And God is, and, and Jesus is, is just giving them instructions. This is, this is amazing, y'all. Now, to kind of break down, do you love me? Do you love Jesus? Because when you say yes to loving Jesus, he gives you instructions. He gives instructions. What, what are those instructions that God gives? Tend my, uh, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, and then feed my sheep. So if you really love Jesus, he's going to give you instructions, and it's up to you to obey the instructions. This is how we continue to pursue God's will and press in to God's will. Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And God is calling, Jesus is calling, do you love me? Yes, you know I love you. Then he's going to give you instructions to be able to walk in and obey. This is a true walk by faith. If your faith is really in Christ, 
Your faith is what's going to express your obedience in Christ when you walk by faith. When you take action, faith is an action. Faith is now. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith, how do I express my faith? Through the instructions that God gives, and that's the obedience that I give towards God. My obedience is in, in direct proportion to the love that I have for the Lord. Do you really love Jesus? And my next question is, can you love like Jesus? And one of the ways to make sure that you love like Jesus is to walk by faith, is to express obedience, is that when he gives you instruction today, you move forward on the word that proceeds directly from heaven. That is a love like Christ. And that's another thing, even for myself. See, it's, it's been a journey. It's one of those things in my life where I'm like, Lord, take the wheel. I, there's things I, I, I don't want to do, but I end up doing it because my love for Christ, my love for God. And the question is, can you do it? Can you love like Jesus? And not just saying, Lord, I, I do love you, but can you move because your heart I'm just, a, I'm just a man or woman after God's heart, but my heart's being transformed. The Holy Spirit's being poured out into my heart. And it's, it's moving me to commit to God's ways, to commit to God's plan. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God, y'all. I know it's like if you really love Jesus. Now, there's these four types of love in the Bible. The four types of love, and this is what I'm going to kind of end off with in this uh, episode. The first one is, is, it's, the number one is Storge. Storge. And I'm, I'm going to make sure everything's linked in the show notes. And we have blogs around this and in the description. Storge is the first type of love. And that is the affectionate, like a parent to child. It's a family love. Storge. It's a love like you love your family. Like you love your parents. As if you honor your, mo your mother and father. It's that love you have towards them. That is what Storge is. That is the first type of love. So it's like family love. Okay. So whenever you see like words in the Bible, there's meanings behind it. And it's like to honor your, your mother and your father. Can you love like Christ? But can you also love them from a love that it's like a family love? Storge. Number two is phileo. This is a friendship love. This is like an, to another brother or sister in Christ that you love as a friend. You care for them. You'll do things that are right for them because uh, you just you, you care for them so much. You just want the best for them and not just what you think is the best, but you want God's best for them. Phileo. Romans 12.10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving pref uh, preference to one another. Phileo, that's the second type of love. The third type of love is eros. And this is marriage or like a romantic type of love. This is between you and a significant other. Eros. Okay, this is the third type of love. This is the, the love that you have with a partner, a significant other. This is between husband and wife. Okay, there's that romantic, that intimate type of love. Eros. Okay, that's the third type of love. 
And the last one, number four, agape. Agape. That is God's love. It is the sacrificial, selfless, and unconditional love. God's love. Agape. Agape love. Now, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. it says, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Another translation says, with all your strength. They were testing Jesus to say, what is the greatest commandment of them all? And the first commandment that he gives is to love thy Lord God with all thy heart, all thy might, all thy strength, all thy soul. And then the second of these greatest commandments that Jesus comes uh, comes with, he says this as he responds. He says, to love, to love thy neighbor, right, as you love yourself. So it's like, love God, love thy neighbor, and love yourself in that order. It kind of reminds me of the acronym JOY, uh, Jesus, others, you. And that kind of reminds me of like love and ministry. Like, yeah, we should love ourselves. In, in a world that is all about glorifying self and it's like, you got to love yourself. Yeah, it's you, you should love yourself, but you also should love God. When you can love God, you can learn who you are, your identity, because it doesn't become about self. Not saying you're not important and not saying that God doesn't care about you, but we are made in his image. So you have to love God. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Praise the Lord. Different types of love, again, the four is storge, phileo, eros, and agape love. Coming back and wrapping this all around, can they love like Jesus? Because that love really do hit different when they love like Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God, family. I hope you guys learned a lot from this, so much that we can pull from in this passage in this teaching and i just pray that the holy spirit continues to move and press on your heart and really give you the wisdom to be able to move forward and press through this season amen we love you so much family if you guys enjoy this tap in leave any questions we all love to read your comments and if you guys are any of on the streaming platforms feel free to leave a rating if any of these have blessed you again we appreciate y'all we love you so much. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. In Jesus' mighty name, bye-bye.